What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode four of the Uncensored Podcast. I'm Carter Haas with your co-host, Adam Wickle. And we are here with our very special guest today. Andrew Welsh. Nick Ezra. Chandler Newton. And we have a jam-packed episode for you guys today. So we're going to start off with our recap of the week. We're actually here with a L4 lacrosse champion, Adam Wickle. Give it up for Adam Wickle. Our goalie of the L4 lacrosse team. Overrated. <laughs> Only saw 10 shots. Okay, so tell us how the tournament went this weekend and how you did. It's just clockwork. They all bums. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. No comp? Like, no comp? Like no just... comp. Nobody. Wow. They scored five. We had five goals scored on us the whole tournament. Uh, wow. Okay. That, we averaged one. We yeah, averaged one. We averaged one goal scored on us per game. That's crazy. No, um, we're going up to Delaware. We've got Ohio this weekend. Well, there actually will be some good competition there. And then we're in Delaware uh, that following, I think it's Wednesday, Thursday. And then we're back in Colorado, July 8th and 9th. Try and repeat the win there. Yeah. Yeah. So for my week... We started Summer League Basketball, and we're getting into that. Sadly, we still don't have Star Point or Dre Vassar back yet. But we have actually been winning a lot of Summer League games. We won against Holy Cross and Fairdale and Southern this week. And we're just – we're getting our young guys into the group, and we're getting we're getting healthier because we had some guys that were injured or not, and we're not playing – but then we got some of them back, and now they're starting to find their role in the rotation. We're actually here with Legacy Betmaster Nick Ezra. So how would you tell us, like, how your week on the parlays went? Um, you know, I'd say I had a pretty, I, I had a pretty okay week of betting, but it's, it wasn't really about the betting. Uh, it was more about just I had a good time wa- uh, watching the in the wrap up of the NBA and the NHL. It's always cool seeing the the teams that you thought were going to win at the end of the year. I mean, at the beginning of the year. Maybe win at the end of the year, maybe lose. So I had a good time. Beginning, it's always fun beginning of the summer when. There's no sports right now. I'm yeah, there's no sports right now. At the time we're recording this, it's just baseball. And that's this is the dog baseball. days of summer. The dog days Base, of summer. So. Baseball weekends, PLL, but yeah, PLL's not yeah. like it's not. So I mean, it's not NBA. The last week's been pretty good, Doug. It's been fun watching the, the Nuggets who deserved it this year, I thought, and also Vegas deserved it this year too. So it was cool seeing them win, and it was even better doing it with my friends. So yeah, it's been a good week. And then we're here with. Transy lacrosse commit Andrew Welsh. Yes, so, how about you tell us about your week and like what you've been up to recently? Uh, I haven't been up to much. I just been chilling for real. I haven't really gone out that much. I've just been laying low, trying to hydrate, get my body back. My body hurts so bad, so I haven't, I haven't got it back. I'm starting stretching now. That's something new. Good. Yeah. So, what would you say you're most excited or like looking forward to at Transy? Uh, meeting the new guys, playing. That's gonna be most definitely the most exciting part. Then we're here with legacy cameraman, film man, TTV superstar, Chandler <laughs> Newton, who is going to the University of Kentucky. So tell us what your how your week was. It was good. Uh, you know, I've been trying to find a job recently. Can't find a job anywhere. Like, it's actually, like, crazy. Oh, yeah. Nobody is hiring. Academy Sports. Yeah. Academy, nice. Academy Sports. Hit us up. We're trying to get a job. But... Uh, I applied to see. I like this week. I applied to Golf Galaxy and Nike. Mm-hmm. No response. 
But I hit up uh, Ayana Sharp, actually. Her dad's a horse trainer. Real good horse trainer. <laughs> so I'm going to see if uh, see if I can get out there maybe early in the mornings and uh, work for him. Hollister might be working at uh, Drake's. Really? Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that'd, yeah, that would be definitely good for Hollister. Funny. He's got an interview on Tuesday, I think. Uh-oh. So Chandler, we all know that you were committed to go to Stockton for the cross earlier this year, but then recently you decided to that it wasn't in your best interest anymore and you decided to decommit. So what was the decision that led up to you deciding to decommit from Stockton? Uh, so, you know, I committed to Stockton in July. So July of last year. So we're coming up on almost a year of that. And I feel like for, to go, for going to a D3 school, like I committed a little bit too early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't really think about too much really my whole process I was thinking more strictly lacrosse and I kind of started putting it into play I was like do I really want to go 11 hours away from home out of the major that I want to do in college I don't even really have that like I started taking a bunch of different things uh, accountable and then I just kind of made my decision and decided to uh to stay home in UK and just do some club lacs and Hang up the uh, competitive lacrosse the, boots. The competitive boots. Yeah, the competitive <laughs> boots. No more of it. It's sad, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss playing like competitively like that. And I think I would have liked to see how it would have done at the NCAA level. But you know, God's got a plan for everything. I think club ball was like it'd be fun though. Yeah. So like, UK's club lacks like last year they went down like Ole Miss. They went down there. They played them and like hung out there for a few days. Hung out with some of the Ole Miss guys. So like. So like that stuff like that would be fun. It'll be interesting to see what kind of the schedule, what goes on, what they do. Yeah, because everyone I've talked to that plays club like Hunter, um, he said mm-hmm. I know like Miami of Ohio. He says he, it's no, yeah, he, he enjoys it. And then I mean, even <coughs> one of our coaches, Ryan McCauley, he's Louisville's uh, club lax coach, and he loves it. And they, I mean, they have a good program too. They went to for the division they're in. They went to the championship this year for the country. All right, so we're gonna keep it with you, Chandler. What were your top five moments at Trinity? It doesn't have to be, like, just lacrosse. It can be, like, anything throughout your four years at Trinity, like your top five moments at Trinity. All right. It's kind of hard to put it in an order, but I'll just kind of, like, base off a number one meeting me again. No. <laughs> so, one of my favorite moments. Reunited United with the GOAT. <laughs> Freshman year, actually, I don't know if y'all two know this, but I know – Andrew and Nick do. So I made is my first ever like edit basically. And it was of the the teacher versus student basketball game. Oh, and I made so a funny. I made an edit of Dontre Gerald and he was the, the whole school was like loving it. And it was like that was one of That's my favorite awesome. moments. <laughs> yeah, and it was to the box too. It was, so, it was crazy. It was when so, that song was that like, so it's on your Instagram? Yeah, it's on like Chandler like Newton Instagram. <laughs> Not even on Chan filmed it because like Chan filmed it wasn't a thing. That's funny. But uh, that was one of my favorite moments. Um, the UNC team camp actually. Yeah, that was awesome. awesome. Oh yeah, because that that's the only one we had. That was our because oh, really? everything else got canceled because of COVID. But so that was our first one and also our last one, and that was one of the best things I think I've done at Trinity. That was that was cool, and I feel like you know I got super close with a lot of guys on the team, and oh, yeah. it was just a fun time. You and see camp was a bunch of fun. Yeah, we, like we snuck on North Carolina's field, and, like chill. 
That was awesome. And then we watched Patty the Batty fight, bro. Oh, yeah, it, was it, was awesome. it was so fun. And then... Uh, People always lurking, though. Yeah. Always lurking. There was, there, was, there was a few guys that were lurking a lot. Uh, another fair... Probably beating St. X. That one meant a lot. Mm. That was uh, that was an exciting one. Um, retreat. Mm-hmm. Trinity's retreat, your senior year. That's... Sick that's a uh, that's a very good time. You guys will enjoy that. Though, you get you get to y'all better go. Yeah, like you that's gotta right. yeah, the right. effort you so put into that. Like, like you're gonna get the most. Like the mo- whatever you put in, like you're gonna get out of it. Yeah, like, the most you get out. Like it's so fun. Like I met dudes there who I had I barely ever talked to. Or I didn't even know going in to retreat, and like now, like for some of like like my closest friends. Like there's one kid. Like me and him. Like had a talk and like. Me and him check up on each other every week, just to, like talk about random mm-hmm. stuff. So what? What are we at? That's four. That's four. Fifth one. I don't know. Honestly, probably the, probably the, all the football games. Oh, like yeah. this senior year, this senior year, all the football games were so fun. Cause y'all were going. Dude, we had some like good. No, we, we had some too. good wins. We oh were, no, the out of state ones were so I, fun. Though. Yeah, I drove down to Carmel. I packed the car. We yeah. went down to Carmel. That shit was awesome. We no, yeah, we piled up. Yeah, they had they had an airplane. Fly above yeah. the field and someone skydive and deliver the game ball, bro. Yeah, that wow. was sick. crazy. Sick. It was sick. But you know, yeah, we'd all pile up in Mr. Wickless van and he'd take us down there and then we'd go to the we'd go to the games and we'd uh we'd have a very good time and then after we'd go and hang out with football guys. It was it was fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh but now we'll go to Mr. Nick Ezra, Mr. Visual Arts, and so do the same thing. Tell us your your top five Moments of your Trinity career, they, like are the most memorable to you. <clears throat> yeah, I can do that. Uh, my number one favorite moment would probably be the day we got the day our senior class got to take our masks off for the first time. Oh, and like the after our I mean after freshman year, we got to do half of it without masks. But coming back junior year, about three fourths of the year, going to take your masks off was. That was that was a pretty cool moment because you got to just it just kind of felt like it was new people. You yeah. Know? Uh, number two, I'd probably say I got to give a speech at our Trinity Baccalaureate Mass. I'd probably say for me that that felt like a pretty that was pretty important to me because it meant a lot that I got chose to do that and I respected all the people that chose me to do that a lot. So that was pretty important to me. Uh, three, I'd probably say watching. I mean, I had a lot of fun at every Trinity basketball game. I, I was a, I was a really big fan of all the Trinity basketball guys. Like they had, I've been really close to them since freshman year. I managed them my freshman year, so watching them beat St. X multiple times my senior year and junior year was both times were just awesome because they deserved the hell out of it. Um, I'd say fourth, I'd probably say it was pretty cool watching them beat St. X in lacrosse this year. Yeah, because I know they worked really hard for it and they deserved it in the regular season. And I just think it meant a lot to them, which meant a lot to me too. And then fifth, uh, I'd probably say just you know just create memories and meeting like this last the last two semesters of my senior year talking to kids that I just really had didn't know I, I had anything related to them close to them anything like that so mm-hmm. kids that I can imagine myself hanging out with every day that I didn't even know I knew that well so yeah Trinity's awesome Trinity's the best school on planet earth so I had, a, I had a lot of fun there uh, now we'll take it to Andrew Welsh who will be giving his top three moments at Trinity High School and like what he found most memorable. Uh, 
for number one, I gotta go beat and say next because they they were they've whooped us for years, and some of the games were just not even close. And then we we did actually work really hard to get where we were, and then we were finally we finally beat them. So it was a pretty cool moment. And then can't forget the seven goals. The set the seven goals. Seven goals. That's crazy. Legacy. Um. And then no. No, this is no particular order, but I'd say, was it junior year when we had that lunch where it's just me, you, Jack Mac, and Bird? I was four. Yeah, yeah. That junior year lunch, everybody else was in the other lunch. They had a, their big table going, and we weren't. So we were, we just had the four of us, and we just sat together every day. I, I, and then I, that, I like that's that before that's that that was before I was like friends. Like I wasn't that close with Chandler or Bird again, or not even Jack Mac, honestly. And then now I'm like really good friends with all of them, rooming with Jack Mack. So that I gotta say that's a that's a pretty good, that's a pretty cool memory. Yeah, that was that was a fun. We had fun. We good talks. And then my my final one, I would have to go with my freshman year math class. It was so stacked. Like that that is where I met all my friends. All my friends throughout like Trinity were all in that math class together. And uh. I don't know. It was cool. We all we all grew up. We kept the same math group chat. Just added. We added more people to it. Or not really. Not really. It's I just got, this. It was, I gotta hear that. Yeah. Were, well, you in, were you in the math class? Yeah, he was in the math class. Will was in the math class too. Dude, it was epic. Jack Mac was in it. Drew was in Choup. it. Choup. Choup was in it. Um, Preston was in it. Preston was in it. Bean was in it. Brooks was in it. Yeah. Steven was in it. Jake Earhart was in it. Yep. Tober was in it. Dude, there were so many people. Yeah, it was awesome. I gotta say that for my final memory. <clears throat> so, I've only been at Trinity for two years, so I'll try my best to like, come up with one. Or come up with a couple. I would go the Center Grove football game. Because, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, freshman year, we did not have the greatest student section. I felt it was lacking a lot at times. It was, it was terrible. It was not good. Like, people just did not show out for games a lot. Like, obviously, like, St. X, they showed out, but like, my first game of the year, they didn't really show out, and they did a home game. But like having the two road games to start off the year, and then coming back home, <laughs> unveiling that video board, then just snapping that thirty-one game winning streak of San Grove, like, yeah, and that was just one of like the best like feelings, just to see uh, how much like how hard those guys work for it, and then just beating them. And they, that was like the first time I actually remember like seeing the alma mater after a like win. So, like, that's the first time I've ever gotten to do that. So, that was awesome. And that's then, sick. That's, that, that's a great moment, the first time you get to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I'd say beating St. X at Knights Hall was definitely one of, like, the best moments ever. Just because, like, like, all those guys I've gotten so close with being, like, being on the team and, like, just knowing how hard they put into it and, like, just how they were not. Are you talking about the St. X game? Yeah, that, that had to be on the list. Trinity at the Bellarmine. That was that was awesome. This year? Yeah, that was, yeah this year was dope. Because at the end of the game, when... Yeah, because <laughs> what was so good about it was we were such heavy favorites, and like we knew there was... The, it was going to be a close game. And we knew it was, it was like, going to be close. It's, a, it's like a rivalry game like that, no matter how much more talented one team is, it's going to be close. It just gets muddy and... Like, exactly. Cause like the, the, the tougher team pulled it out, which was us, so it was cool to see that. I was so mad I couldn't go to that game. What? I, was, I was in Florida uh, at a camp, and I ended up going on a visit. Yeah. 
And so like we couldn't go to the game. Yeah, I was, was so mad. Was like, so yeah. I never forget when Alex Johnson. Oh, that's when you came. You talking about the retreat? Oh no, okay, no, no. That's when you came back from the retreat. Yeah, that was that night. I'll never forget when Alex Johnson, as the buzzer ended, just leaps up there and just yeah slams the ball through the net to just to seal the deal, and then would you would you Carter would you say your worst moment at Trinity ever was when we lost to Melbourne? Out that was one. So that was actually one of the worst days my entire life. Not just because listen. Not just because we lost to Mail. That morning, I failed my restricted test. Oh. <laughs> I failed my restricted test passed, that morning. So basically, so basically, so I was like, I was, yeah. I was training <laughs> myself. Okay, this game is gonna, this game is gonna do. It. This game is the one that's gonna root, like put my day like, on cloud. Because guess what? I had no power at home. I was taking cold <laughs> showers every morning. I was sleeping with a shicey mask on because it was so cold every night. And so, the start of the game, CJ Walls just went unconscious. Like, he was not missing. Yeah, he like, was, he it was three after three after three. Yeah, he he was, was just drilling them. And then, I mean, those Evelyns, dude, they are just... That was that was still, even though we lost that game, that's still might have been one of the best basketball games. Was I mean, like, it, was awesome. it was still, if you're just being a, like, Appreciating basketball, like that was a. Great, we were down. Great game we were down seven in overtime with, like a minute to go. And we're down seven, and then we just start clawing back, and then, you all know the Dre Vassar shot. I mean, like crazy. Name a colder shot that like just dribbling, then just sinks a shot to like to send that game to double overtime. Like, yeah, that was. That was I, I remember. I remember screaming at uh, the it's cold. You know, in the area. Yeah. I remember because Jack Mack, Jack Mack's sister is friends with her, mm-hmm. friends with him, sorry. And uh, uh, I heard he never had straw. He had strawberries for the first time at like the McCurins or something. <laughs> and I like screamed at. He started laughing. I thought that, that was a pretty funny. Yeah, movie. that he, he knew. He knew. I knew. <laughs> it was like that was just the worst because like this was the year for us to go to rock. Yeah. Like those guys. Like I know how I'm like camped on varsity for four years. CJ's been on there for three, and then. Dave has concussions. He couldn't even do anything. CJ was on there for a few years. Yeah, CJ was, yeah, was on there too. And then Matt, obviously. And then Mike, who had to deal with his whole golf thing. It was yeah. like, that was supposed to be his, his get back, was to get to rub. Yeah. And no, then. They deserved it. They got unlucky, man. That's right. like, really. Could you know. imagine if we had uh, Greg Cole? You remember oh, him? Yeah, we, we, I mean, we had a ton of dudes. Our, no, our, our freshman team, they, they were so yeah, good. Yeah, we got lucky. We got to go get a good basketball class. But that was, that's one of the lowlights of my. <laughs> Trinity career so far just because like knowing how how close we were mm-hmm. to being able to like to taste like what Rupp Arena feels like was just yeah. I, I hate I it. wish we could have gotten there that would have been so fun Ruff, Ruff yeah. would've been so would've it would have been so much fun and yeah, then <laughs> and then um freshman so my I'll finish off with this broadcast journalism was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. Like, just the people in there. I mean, I got to do it once with Nick and then once with Chandler to end the year. Like, and then Mr. Harris is just, like, yeah. he's such a, like, a good teacher. It's, like, yeah, he, he treats you, like, like a friend, but he'll also be able to push you. Yeah. To where, like, you go, I, love, I love Mr. Harris. Yeah. I was, that was by far my favorite class of Trinity. Yeah. I, told, I told Mr. Harris that, too. Oh, last my favorite class of Trinity has to be a class with Mr. Bowles. Any class he taught, I, I low key, I low key loved. 
Worcester Bowl. I thought he was hilarious. Worcester, Worcester Bowl was a great guy. I never had a cross with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. But yeah, that, that would probably be like... And, and Miss Moses's. Miss Moses's uh, forensic science. Yeah, that would be my that, that classic loss. Yeah, that would be my three favorite like moments at Trinity ever. And Adam, you want to elaborate on like, three of your best yeah. moments at Trinity? Uh, I think definitely beating Saint X. Um, I know everyone's. I know you and Chandler both said that, but I don't know. Just being a part of that team, that was a big moment. Just seeing kind of how the team was my freshman year, and then seeing how we cleaned cleaned everything up and got our shit together that next year. It felt. I mean, it felt good to beat them. Uh, I think two. Yeah, was that that Center Grove win? Because I had never really like, got. There was something about that game. It was electric. It was so like the double overtime in that game too, and then just the Johnny Purtle interception yeah. to seal the deal. Yeah, Johnny Purtle with Saint Pat's legacy. Yeah, Saint Pat's legacy. And then I'll never forget in that Saint Extremely Cross game, how happy I was running down those bleachers, <laughs> and then just. Jumping onto yeah. Chandler. I also jumped in my arms after. <laughs> I was just, there's, I was so... there's a video of it. Jeannie what? has a video of it, and Haas is like jumping in my arms, dude. It's That's so awesome. So, like, I'm running out of the press box. We're like, after Huck Campbell turned into Muhammad Ali for a minute <laughs> at the end of the game, I just booked it out the floor. You gotta get active. I just booked it out the press box. That's what we won. I start running oh. down there, and then I just see, see Chandler's the first person I saw. So I just run over there and just. Leaped. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll start with our conspiracy theory section of the podcast. So I'm going to go to water. We'll start with the Bermuda Triangle, actually. Do you guys know much about the Bermuda Triangle? A little bit. I, I know. Honestly, know. I don't know. I've seen, I, I know, I know, like, some sometimes, point, like, planes or, like, Boats will go through there, and they'll uh, they'll end up uh, going off the radar. Going off the radar, and not being found again. Yeah, that's that's about all I know. I mean, I just know this. I, I don't. I know no one really knows what goes on there. It's just kind of like once you get there, you're kind of you're kind of screwed. So that's all I know. So, uh, so basically, I don't know. If, so I watched this show it's called Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates, and so basically. I'll start off with Flight 19, which is probably the most famous part of the Bermuda Triangle. Uh-huh. So basically, this it was at the, towards the end of World War II, and so these this lieutenant was training his final like their, their final training mission. So this lieutenant was taken out on their final mission. So they were going to go to fly over the Bahamas, fly over this one key, and then fly back home. Right. Well, then basically, they once they pass the Bahamas. Like, all their technology, like, equipment just starts, like, going haywire. And so, like, they don't know where they are, like, where they're supposed to be flying. And so, like, because where they're supposed to be, they're, like, miles off course. Mm -hmm. And so, just the headquarters back home is telling them to go one direction. And then it just ends up taking them farther until all their communications go down. And then, like, there's never been wreckage found of it. And, like, they've just never seen it again. Which is like crazy to think because like of how much technology we have today, you would have think that we, we would have found something from that flight yeah. by now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Mr. CM type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're able to find the Titanic, I feel like we can. Yeah, except like it's like, so like we had survivors on that though, so we could like we knew where like a, you kind of you can kind of pinpoint it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's where, like, where did the Titanic like crash? Like, where was it? Like, yeah, like where where did it? Um, like where was that off? I actually have no 
I think it was... So it was coming from London, I think. And then it was... Coming here to the United States? Coming to the United I States. Came, I thought it was from the United States. It sunk in the North Atlantic. North Atlantic. So. Hmm. And then so something that like... People that like dismiss the Bermuda Triangle because they, like, they don't believe it is... So something they say it's called rogue... It's called rogue waves, which are basically waves that will just like appear out of nowhere, but they'll just be like double the size yeah. of like what a normal like 30 foot wave would be and then it's like just 60 foot wave. Yeah. And so one of like the famous ships it was carrying something like some really heavy cargo, but it was really top heavy and like thin in design. So basically like this it just disappeared, but when one of like the conspiracies that like, this rogue wave might have just taken it down because of how like top heavy it was. And so, like, do people just not go through the Bermuda Triangle? I feel like they try. I feel like it's got to be avoided. I feel like it's got to be, yeah, like, so it, it, famous it, now. It that is kind of, like, avoided, like, people think. Like, pilots, like, flights, like, yeah. like, flights, they do not go through there, like. Well, it's, it's kind of like how hotels, like, will leave off the 13th floor. Yeah. Just yeah. for, like, lots of. Just, like, like, bad luck. Thing. Like, yeah. they don't want to, like, try anything. Like yeah. 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 It's, like, because they don't want to do anything that could, like, mess it up or anything. Kill people exactly, and so for our second conspiracy theory, I know I've all you watched Outer Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't finished it. Either. So, well, you all know like El Dorado, and like yeah. that's how what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. So basically, how it started was the. So the, you got spoiled this, Johnson. Not, not, not Outer Banks, but like El Dorado, basically. Is El Dorado like a real thing? So basically. Oh, really? The yeah. Europeans, when they were coming like to America, they had heard all these stories about like a city of gold, right? And like, and they they wanted all this gold and bring it back to England or like wherever they were, like their port was. Yeah. And so basically, this religious group of people down in like South America had always like kept secrets and stories like of like religious events that had happened like at El Dorado, mm-hmm. and so it actually started out as. El Hombre Dorado, which is like the man of gold, yeah. because like whenever they had a new leader come in, they would actually like paint him in gold, then he would jump in like this lake, and then but so basically once the Europeans came in, they just all started taking over and like would start killing like these religious people to try and find it because they wouldn't give them what they wanted, and so basically nothing has ever been found, but they have found like gold and like other gold like trinkets and stuff really like there was this one like it's called the gold raft that was found in, like a cave or something it's all like it's weird there's like, definitely nah there's definitely a bunch of stuff out there that like nobody has clues about that's just lost very true. yeah like, like a like lot the, of these like myths, the ten commandments and stuff yeah like a lot of these myths like they have to be true bro no. what about what about that uh what's that library that got burned yes down? Library of Alexandria. Isn't that it, right? Yeah. yeah. It, and that had... So basically, that would have, like... That's, it, that's it got burned thing. down by Caesar. And if we still would have had that library, I'm, like... I'm pretty sure it was something, like, we'd be a thousand years ahead in time or, like, two thousands. Like, it was something crazy. It was, like, basically stuff that would just advance us to the complete next level. And it got burned down and basically just set us back. Was there, like, a reason it was burned down or... I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was Caesar that did it, but he it was just kind of just like a, I don't know. Maybe 
I don't know why he burned it down, but I mean, yeah, he definitely had some sort of purpose. But it's just crazy. I mean, that's just that's like one of those things. It's just like, what if? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's an interesting topic. There's so many like weird conspiracy theories. Bro. Oh yeah. Well, something oh, we, about. Can I? Yeah. You I, can. Yeah. Have you heard about like the Egyptians like? Like on their like pyramids. We actually talked. We about, talked about yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. It's yeah, like all that stuff. So and crazy. something like we we usually will talk about like the ocean. It's like, yeah. How are you gonna rule out stuff that's extinct yeah. in the ocean when we've only explored like so little? Yeah. It's like have we explored like two percent, like one percent of the ocean, like five percent. I think it is. Yeah. It's, it's like, like it's it's, it's such nothing. a little amount for how big, how, it, like, is. big it is. Like oh yeah, there's definitely stuff everywhere. That and people like need to get down. A lot of people, <laughs> no, but well, that, that's what I'm saying is a lot of people really don't understand how deep it is. No, it's like scary. Dude. Like the deepest point of the ocean, I'm pretty sure it goes further down than the height of Mount Everest. Yeah, yeah, the Mariana. It's way deep. Yeah, the Mariana Trench. Like if you like, based on the like, based on what we know, like it's actually like deeper. Like if it was dried up, like if it was if you drain the entire ocean, it would actually be taller like than Mount Everest is right now. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. There's, there's like, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, like oh yeah, and on Earth that we have. It's zero everywhere. About. And I'm, and I guarantee you too, like a lot of the stuff. There's probably majority of stuff is already found out, but I feel like governments just don't want to tell people because I don't think people could like handle stuff. I think yeah, yeah I, I think, think there's a lot of stuff that it's better off. Well, I feel like that's why they don't. Like if there's like aliens and stuff, bro, and if like the government just like went out and told us like everyone today was like. Hey, like by the way, aliens are real. Everyone here's, would freak the here's, fuck here's out. Here's proof we have aliens. Like people would freak out. They they could not handle themselves. Like it would just be awful. <laughs> well, like I feel like that's kind of what happened with Area Fifty One because they can't just like release what's in Area Fifty One, or people would literally storm yeah. Area Fifty One, like in like mass numbers too, like to where they couldn't do anything about it. Remember that on TikTok? That was hilarious. That was our freshman year. That was outlandish. And I remember uh that was that was uh green versus purple aliens on GTS. Yeah. Oh my god. And one of my classes, the Area 51, that like that got banned. Like we were not allowed to talk about it in there or else we'd get judged. That's we would get judged for talking about Area 51. It was crazy. That that was like a massive movement. But dude, yeah, like some people actually like went. Yeah, I know. Which yeah. is stupid, but it really did Naruto run. That was so goofy, dude. Nah, but like, there's just so much we don't know. I feel like the government has so many secrets, like, they aren't telling us. Because, yes. like, if you actually know this, like, NASA used to do ocean exploration, mm-hmm. and then they just stopped. They no, just, yeah, that's what I no, they don't do it to, but they might, but not to the extent they used to. Yeah. If that was all they were focused on, was like the ocean. They probably yeah. found some. That's, yeah. that's what we that's think. That's what like, we, we, we talked about. Yeah, like, we there think there has they, to be a reason that something just made them stop. Yeah, like, we, fa- like we thought they found something, like they don't want to like. like money though or something. It could have like, been. No, it definitely would cost a lot of money to do that, but. I feel like it would be something. NASA's like, got a lot of money. Yeah. I feel I mean, like it, it would be something big though, like something that they don't want to mess with that yeah. could like. And like that's why they started looking at space to see maybe how we could get off Earth. Mm-hmm. If like, 
That's a good point. Exactly. Well, they saw something they didn't want to see down the water. Exactly. And they didn't they, want to get the that, hell out of now here. Now they start thinking, let's look at space and how we can get off this planet. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good little theory. That's a good that's theory. A theory. It's like, why just stop in the middle of something and then just not tell anyone why? It, I'll it, look into that. Even if, because think, even if it was, even if it was a money thing, how is it so easy Wait, for them to flip uh, to building rockets? Uh, that, into that, exactly, it's, it's completely different. and putting yeah. rovers on Mars. Like it's yeah, rockets I mean, are so much more expensive than submarines are. Like submarines yes. are nowhere near as and expensive. I mean, we're putting like we're putting these probes and satellites into deep space. Like it's not mm-hmm. like we we're just getting to the moon. Like we are putting these satellites into deep space that are seeing other galaxies. Yeah. That's crazy. Wait, what? Yeah, do you not like Wait, what you they, say? They've no, sent like that. they've sent like radars and stuff and like all the way like far as hell back in space. Yeah. So, like, it's even crazy on that is that space is ever expanding. It exactly. does not stop growing. What what I'm what I'm so interested in is like fifty years from now, like where are we gonna be in like well like, Earth? like how is Earth gonna be yeah. like like it, I I I feel like it, we're slowly just starting to just decline bad. I'm yeah, because I mean I've never been much of a reader, but like just some of the books that we have read in school, um, like The Giver. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever read that, but. It kind of just makes you think. It puts you into this futuristic uh, civilization and all this, just everything that goes on. It's how it's messed up and it's this new dictatorship. And it, you look at our government and how the world and country is kind of progressing. It's, yeah. there's like, I give it like 10, 15 years and there's going to be scientists like living on like Mars. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I honestly feel like I would not be surprised to see another, like, not like, Done like civil war in a way, just because like how oh, the, yeah. like how divided the world like the U.S. keeps getting and like yeah. politically wise oh, like yeah. conservatives and Democrats like we keep like dividing like so much from people like from each other because I mean, like everyone's yeah. ideology is like so different. No one wants to agree with each other. About George Washington said it himself. He said that divided houses will be the fall of the United States, and it's States. literally yeah. happening as we speak. No, yeah, it's it's definitely starting to. Uh, it's gonna start making a big impact soon. And well, I think I think people for our and you can see screwed. you you can see like like people are already starting to go crazy, bro. Like uh, school shootings and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that's wild. Like, like, like who, what do you like, get from that? Like who wakes up in the morning and is like just I'm gonna go shoot up a school. I don't get how I, I don't think they'll probably think about it for a little bit. <laughs> but I don't get I like I just don't understand how you can mentally like process the action of that. Yeah, like yeah. You're just, and then just like be fine with it. And then, because, I mean, if you look at a lot of the time they, they're being interrogated, they don't show emotion about it. It's very much just, yeah. Did y'all, have y'all seen the, the body I, cam footage of the, the lady where she went and like shot up that, uh, like elementary school mm-hmm. in Nashville? Oh yeah, yeah. The body's body cam footage of it. And it's like, dude, we, these it, people it like, it on see, like they recorded it? no, the cops, like there's body cam footage. Like this dude opens his trunk. Grabs like an AR, like big ass AR, some some rifle. Walks inside. They're checking buildings. They get upstairs and they get into like this like this open area. And she's in there, and they literally just start like just have you seen, raining. Have raining. Have you seen the body cam raining. footage from the? And, uh, and like she's like on the ground, and and they're just standing yeah. over here, just lighting her up. Have you seen the body cam footage from the bank from the bank shooting? 
No, I've that, not seen that. That shit, that's... Really? Yeah, because, well, because the body cam, it was two officers that responded to it that were both outside. Really? Having to shoot, like, into the building with the guy. Yeah. And no, we, was, we had a shooting here, uh, what, a month ago? Yeah. Wow, so yeah, one of our, wow. one of our coaches... Dad's yeah. his dad got ended up getting shot. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Like people that you know, like that actually got harmed. Like in the shooting. Like it's just crazy to think. Like, yeah. It just it just shows like man like how it messed up. Like because you I mean you see them on you see shootings this isn't gonna sound good but you see shootings on the news a lot and yeah. it doesn't really get you. Mullets hitting mullets hitting yeah. 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 There was a shooting there. Like, like, I was with like my basketball team like in like March just. Chilling there, and then think that there was just a shoot, random pop up shooting. Yeah, it really, it, like, it really doesn't hit you until it happens to someone you know. Yeah, unless yeah. you, like, once you like, you really think about it, it's like, it's wild. Some scary stuff. Oh. Okay, well, this has been the fourth episode of the Uncensored Podcast. I'm Carter Ross. I'm Adam Wickle. Andrew Welch. Nick Ezra. The Chandler dude. Thank you for listening.